Hey, Jim. Hey, Katie. What's the difference between a log in January and a log in December? Uh, I don't know. You'll find out. Light from Lantern presents. Knit a spell. I'm magical maker, Katie Rempe. And I'm the maker of magic, James Devine. Join us as we stitch together the symbiotic relationship between crafting and the craft. <laughs> Happy Yule! Yay! Now is the time of year for our winter solstice or the Yule season. That is our topic for today's episode. That was a really terrible joke. I loved it. Yeah, I didn't say it was going to be a good one, but I did say it would be one. <laughs> <laughs> Yuletide. I love the winter solstice. It's one of my favorite holidays. Yes. Yippee! Yeah. I mean, I love, I know you love Samhain. Well, I mean, you know me, I'm the quote Halloween kid, but you know, there's a, a certain energy of this time of year that I really appreciate, mainly because of the returning sun aspect. Yes. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes. yes. So uh, maybe we should start off with, um, I mean, a lot of people are familiar with Yule. Um, mm -hmm. This idea of Yuletide, because there's enough Christmas carols and sort of the um, we use the word Yule or Yuletide as a synonym for Christmas. Um, but I think that a lot of people don't really, there's many people, if you're not neo-pagan, you don't really, haven't really thought about like, what is Yuletide or what, what do the witches celebrate at this time of year? So I thought yeah. it might be worth maybe getting into like, what is the winter solstice? How is it celebrated? Like, where does it come from? And maybe you and I could talk about that. I think that's a great idea. I myself am only just becoming familiar with all of these things. So I'm sure even I will learn things and our listeners will likely to as well. So, yeah. Yeah. So there is this interesting thing that happens in December where the sun dies. Mm -hmm. And after three days, the sun rises and is familiar. <laughs> and the sun, where the sun is born. Mm. And the birth of the sun is um, heralded and is celebrated because it is the light of the world. The light of the world returns and promises that the humans on the world and all the life on the world will live and is promised new life. So this is a very exciting thing. And it sounds like a common and very popular religion in the West. Right. Doesn't it? Yes. Yes. Several it does. Um, aspects ringing a bell. Yeah. yeah the birth, <laughs> the birth of the sun. Hmm. Uh, yeah. This is yeah, something, death and rebirth. Yes. The death of a quote the sun. <laughs> the promise of resurrection. Hmm. Correct. Yes. This S-U-N is what we're talking about, yes. is the literal sun, the burning orb in the sky. A lot of times it's celebrated over three days where the three shortest days or this period of time where we, we really think of it as the shortest day or this period of time when the longest night or the shortest mm. day happens. It's a very witchy case, number, right? It's a very witchy <laughs> of number, course. yeah. Um, and it's a very sacred, I mean, you find that in many religions, this number three is very sort of proverbial. Absolutely. The three days, the three nights. Mm -hmm. In any case, um, so there is this longest night 
and it's the winter solstice. So on the winter solstice is when it is, is referred to as Yuletide or, the, or Yule. Hmm. And there's a lot of traditions around tending a fire or tending a light throughout yeah. the longest night and holding vigil, burning a bonfire until the sun rises to just make sure in drumming and making sure to drum the sun up in the morning, making hmm. sure that the sun rises and keeping that vigil and celebrating the birth of the sun in the morning. There's another story about the death of the Holly King and the birth of the Oak King. And so this is something that happens on the summer solstice and the winter solstice that one King rules half the year and the other King rules the other half of the year. And they kind of go, they play back and forth. And so this is another thing that people can look up and is this interplay that one King they they trade places at the mm. winter solstice and then at the summer solstice. So you have this energy of we have been through this season since the summer solstice in midsummer, the days have been shortening. Yes. But in the United States, not in every state, but certainly in the states that observe daylight savings time since November, we have especially felt it because mm. all of a sudden that hour was ripped away from us. And now it seems that I wake up when it's dark. I drive to work when it's dark. I mm. work inside my office all day. Well, maybe with the pandemic, yeah. we do something else. I come to, <laughs> and then the sun sets and I leave work when it's dark and I drive to home when it's dark and I make dinner. And it's one of those days where you're just like, Ugh, right? Yeah, He's slogging like, through. Yeah, slogging through. And in Seattle, where we both are, Oof, I mean, these dark, extra. rainy days are just a little, and especially these past couple of weeks have been nonstop and look to be continuing. Yes. Uh, what, what would we give for a little bit of dry rain, also known as snow? Uh, yeah, Might seriously. <laughs> a little respite from the wet, dreary overcast. In any yeah. case, at least we have the holidays to look forward to. In some yes. ways, it keeps us interesting. I think it's January, February that it gets really kind of ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> in it's any a breaking case, point. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about we'll talk about that in January when we talk about in bulk and other things. Yes. But right now, at least we have Yuletide to keep us interested and the fires kindled, right? Yes. So we have these fabulous holidays and um, the magical practices that we pair with this season are keeping vigil, are mm. shopping, um, even the ancient Romans. So we we look at this ancient Roman holiday of Saturnalia. Where does Christmas come from? So where does where does Yuletide come from? The winter solstice was seen in the ancient world as well. You mm. see tons of winter holidays that celebrate a theme. There's a theme that comes through with Hanukkah. Wally, um, ancient, ancient um, holidays, and also modern holidays like Kwanzaa and others. There's right. a similar theme that comes through, which is the theme of the light. Yes. So we are yearning for the light at this time of year, and we see it come through. And the Roman holiday of Saturnalia was celebrated around this time of the winter solstice as well. Saturnalia was a festival for Saturn. And again, it was Rome. Why do we keep bringing up Rome? So when you look at a lot of the things that we've talked about on this series that, about witchcraft, we look at, gosh, a lot of this is based on Rome. Daddy Rome, once again. He's Why back. Rome? Right. It's back. Oh, it's like gosh. A, like a bad penny. Yep. Well, because our, I don't know if you've noticed, but our society 
is based on the Roman theocracy. This is mm. where a lot of our of Christianity is based on and a lot of Western societies based on what Rome did. Yep. So when we look at Christmas, the, all of the holidays we celebrate were Constantine layering um, and not destroying the Roman theocracy, but instead Christianizing mm. Roman holidays so that the people didn't revolt against his changing the Roman paganism into, into Roman Catholicism. Ooh, and so you have Christmas, which is seen as the birth of Christ, completely a figment mm. of completely made up fiction. We sure. actually think that if there was a person that was, if there was actually a Christ was probably born in the springtime in, you know, Judea right. based on, what is seen in the Bible, not, not in the winter. Right. So, <laughs> but it makes for a better story, right? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of other things that are like, if Christ was a real person, this is not the right time of year that he was mm, born. All these things. Doesn't right? track. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't track. So this is complete. Like this is really Saturnalia. So the traditions we have of gift giving, that was a mm. Saturnalia thing. Even in ancient Rome, there are writings that say Saturnalia has become too commercial. People are really making Saturnalia not about the spirit and really just about the commercialization. There's just too much gift giving. And there was merchants were open. It was the biggest, it was the biggest like mm. commerce of yes. the time, right? It was the same complaints that we have today oh, about, you know, the over commercialization of the holiday, right? Mm. People would drink and, and make merry and, um, a little bit of trading places of the the nobility and the and the oh, servants, yeah. right? And right. it was a big party and fun and gift giving and meaningful and time with family and mm. it was super super awesome. So that's Saturnalia. There's a lot more you could research about Saturnalia if you want. Um, we love celebrating. So what do we do for Yuletide? Yeah. So with our group, we invite all of our coven over and special guests to our home. We have a big roaring fire in the fireplace. We have mm. a big holiday Yuletide tree. It looks like a Christmas tree. They mm -hmm. can't tell the difference because they're Imagine the same it. thing. Um, <laughs> we have a lot of more sec more um, secular and pagan sort of decorations on the tree. Um, we have lots of food and feasts, feasting food ready. Mm. We have lots of games. Games are a very common thing to play at Saturnalia. We have lots of things to imbibe in, lots of alcohol and non-alcoholic drinks for everybody. But of course. And we just have, we stay up all night long playing games, making art crafts for the tree. We have a oracular Santa where there are handmade gifts under the tree and they're given out to people in a, or in, in a random fashion and opened up and we have singing and we have it we just have a party we have midnight margaritas we what? do um we do uh, and then we have drunken divination right after that what um, oh yeah that's so much fun we pull tarot cards after we've been drinking midnight margaritas yeah and then at 3 a.m we just start laughing because we're all slap happy and can't, <laughs> like and we're really should be going to sleep but we're committed to staying awake and then you know we know what time the sun is going to come up which is like 8 30 or something oh, ridiculous yes oh. we're standing on the front porch as the neighbors go by wondering what the hell those people are doing <laughs> and then we sing we sing until the sun comes up oh you're welcome 
I love this. Oh, my God. Um, For (laughs) anyone who's thinking like me at this moment, like, well, my tradition is about to drastically change based on what Jim just said as inspiration. And then the other people are like, what's your address? We're coming over. Yeah, right. (laughs) And then some people are like, that's what we already do. But we don't call it that. We just get family drunk all night. (laughs) (laughs) If you get family drunk all night and have fun. Except That's for the it. fighting, no fighting. <laughs> um, you are doing Saturnalia. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Oh, geez. Well, turns out my family has been doing that this whole time, and we didn't know it. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> so oh it's super gosh. fun. Everyone stays over, and if you have to sleep, um, no one's allowed to drive home drunk. You know, you just hang out, sleep in the basement, bring your sleeping bag, yes. and then we we sleep all day on Sunday or the next day. So everyone takes the next day off. And then we wake up at some point and like eat leftovers or order Mexican food or something and, mm-hmm. and then have a lovely evening and then just chill. And it's fantastic. So that's what we do for Yuletide. Oh my gosh. Well, I can't wait to sign up for your 2022 uh, solst- winter solstice retreat um, that you're going to be hosting, perhaps. You <laughs> that know? would be awesome. Right? <laughs> it's going to be super expensive and only for a select few, but it's too worth it. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, maybe one day. Oh my gosh. Um, well, that's awesome i'm jealous and inspired um i hope be inspired to do it (laughs) i mean one one year we had a blank tree we just had an empty tree Mm -hmm. and we spent all night crafting paper ornaments and decorated the tree and that was part of the fun of yuletide was craft decorations for that tree and we cut out we know how to make stars and pentacles and snowflakes and People knew how to make origami and all night we just did crafting, Hmm. magical crafting for the tree and whatever people knew how to make. Well, that's what we made. We had instructions on how to make all kinds of ornaments. That was a tremendously fun. Oh, Oh, we strung popcorn and and berries. I love that. How do you do that without eating it all? (laughs) Well, you also eat it. Oh, you just have to keep popping more until everyone's sick of eating it. And then they Mm. string it. I see. Oh, smart. Okay. Oh, wow. Well, see, this is like, I remember my folks telling me when they were growing up, they used to get the tree on Christmas Eve and decorate it and do all that. They didn't have it up for like the six months that half the people in the country now do it. Um, So that makes total sense to do it then. I love that. And then it becomes everyone's involvement and the thing to do that evening instead of like, one person's um, stress task or like, you know, right. Per- they just love doing the tree. So yeah. yeah, I love that group aspect. What's interesting about Christmas from a Christian perspective is Christmas actually begins on Christmas day. Hmm. So in Catholicism, Christmas does not begin until Christmas day. And then it lasts for 12 days. And mm-hmm. so when you look at that in society, modern society, Christmas ends on Christmas Day in our society. You see everyone discounting everything Christmas and taking everything down. Mm. But the Christmas season, when you're in in actually going to church, you have Christmas for 12 days. That's the, the days it took the wise men to show up and give the gifts. And so oh. in Orthodox and in Roman Catholicism, like in Christian Christmas, Christmas doesn't end until the Epiphany in January. Oh, so that's far beyond everyone is like so sick of Christmas. Oh, yeah, they've Christmas, thrown out their New Year's resolutions by that yeah, point, let alone Christmas, Christmas started back like October 15th. 
Oh my God. Yes. You're know, so right. It's so <laughs> annoying. Right. But if we were to actually do it the way that, um, you know, people who say that Christmas has lost its meaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we go back to like people who want Christmas to be about the Christian Christmas, it's like no Christmas. Christmas doesn't start until Christmas day. So my Ooh. parents used to do the same. No Christmas until Christmas Eve. So we decorated the we decorated the the tree on Christmas Eve and celebrated oh. it for twelve days, which See, we were weirdos. We were total weirdos because <laughs> everyone you just was were ahead taking, of your time <laughs> taking their Christmas tree down. Right. So. Yes, it's all gross and dried yeah. up at that point. Oh, yeah. interesting. But from a witchy perspective, it's Yuletide, and Yuletide is those three days, and then we get into the January and all that stuff. So. Hmm. Cool. But let's take a break and let's talk about, let's get more into some of the magical making after our break. What do you think, Katie? Do you want to take over and talk about some of the things we could do to decorate and to what, what could we do during our entire all night vigil? Some ideas about crafting and some of the things that we could do. Does that sound cool? Oh yeah. I'll share all that and even more ideas that are sparking into my head right now after our brief discussion. So yeah, hang tight. We'll be right back. Hey, Knitispell listeners, are you looking for a magical accessory to add to your making or magical toolkits? Well, guess what? We have the perfect merchandise for you from your favorite podcast, Knitispell. The front of each bag includes our logo so that you can tell everyone that you're a fan of the best podcast that includes magic and making in the entire world that I'm currently aware of. If you're a maker, You'll especially love the magical sigil I've put on the back of the large drawstring bag, which will help you notice any mistakes in your project sooner than you might expect. The back of the smaller zip bag has inspiring notions to help get your creative juices flowing and is made from a sturdy fabric to house sharp things like scissors, needles, and more. Both of our knit spell bags are available exclusively at makersmercantile.com. And while you're there, feel free to check out all the amazing making materials they have for knitting, crochet, and more. Welcome back. I thought it would be fun to discuss some uh, things that you can make around this time of year, since especially we were just talking about how great apparently it is to make things and make that part of like your whole celebration of the holiday season. So I did not make the sweater I'm wearing. Um, but you could have. <laughs> that's I, I that's what I always is... tell people when they ask, did you make that sweater? I always say, I could have. Could I have? I could not have. You could have, maybe. I mean, I probably wouldn't because there's a lot going on on there. But <laughs> if you're watching the YouTube or the Instagram, you'll see my Christmas unicorn sweater. It's which magnificent. Is a bit much. some might say i don't know i've seen some uh pretty intense holiday sweaters as you might imagine and this one is uh i don't know does it pony up i'm not sure (laughs) it's a unicorn (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) you're right i should have said get to the point my bad all right (laughs) so one thing i used to do every year was uh knit a christmas ball ornament for my mom for the tree i actually bought a um, whole book of different designs of them and i was like i'm gonna make them all this year well, obviously, you know, sort of like our what we were just saying last week, um, that didn't happen. <laughs> so I was just happy to do maybe one a year. Doing little ornaments is always great. And, uh, you know, if if you wanted to make it extra witchy, 
You could put like a little bit of scented herbs in there or a little bit of oil. oil. Yep. Depending on what intent you wanted, whether it's for your house, maybe you need a little lavender to like ease the stress. (laughs) You know, the, the scent I love best on a Christmas tree is of course, clove or cinnamon. Like that's always that like mulling herbs, right? Like Mm. putting a sachet of, you know, holiday scent is always my favorite and certainly oranges. Like that reminds me of the orange that you can make. I've made an ornament where you take an orange and then you poke cloves into it in a pattern. Have you ever done that? So this is a really fabulous thing to do is you take an orange and you take cloves are like little pin pins, Mm -hmm. right? You can just poke cloves into an orange in a pattern and it creates this beautiful clove and orange scented ornament. You then thread through the orange with red thread and you have a beautiful ornament that smells amazing that you can hang on the tree. Mm. And it's a magical um, object that is road opening and prosperity creating yeah oh is that why oranges are such a thing because they're like the road openers kind of they do the citrus opens the road yeah oh my gosh i never realized that but i was always like what is the deal with the oranges around this time of year i always just figured it was because i was in florida and they were handy (laughs) no yeah overarching oranges are very uh, popular at the holiday time because they're ripe oranges are ripe two times a year in the summer and in the winter because in Florida and right. in places where they grow, they have two growing seasons. So you'll find that oranges are ripe in the store in the winter and in the summer. That's when they're the sweetest. Hmm. So it's very common to find oranges at this time of year. Um, and they were a luxury item back in the day, right? Sure, fruit in general, so, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool thing to have. And so this is a common hmm. uh, object, a very traditional object to hang on a, on a holiday tree, on a yuletide tree. Well, I love but it I because... Love- when you're done with it, you can just like donate it to the birds in the backyard instead of like having to put yep. it away and everything. Wonderful. Which is the same <laughs> with your popcorn and um, oh. berry and you're, you're making a string of popcorn and uh, cranberries on your tree as a decoration is also just food for birds and animals. Especially if you use like a cotton string or something that'll just yes. disintegrate. Oh, that's right. So smart. But I love oh, that you can also make an ornament, knit an ornament or crochet an ornament and put bird seed or, Mm -hmm. or herbs or cinnamon sticks or anything scented inside, put the Mm -hmm. cinnamon oil on the cinnamon sticks or on it inside is a fantastic idea. I love this. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's similar. You could also do like a poppet, prosperity poppet, you know, again, perfect time of year with the oranges and everything. Fill it up with, uh, you know, like the um, the cinnamon, like you said, and the orange or ginger, maybe even like a coin in there or a dollar, depending on how much prosperity you're trying to do or what magic you're trying to invoke. <laughs> Will you tell, tell everyone a little more about what a poppet is? I don't know if we've talked about that on the show or if people know exactly what that is. Um, so, I mean, I, I think they're probably over different types of crafting, like the craft crafting, um, but they're like a little like puppet kind of thing, you know, kind of looks like a person in a way. And then um, almost like a golem type of situation, I would imagine. Like a but simplified doll. Yeah, exactly. And then you put, you know, whatever you want it to 
work for you. You might make it a certain color or, again, fill it with certain herbs to um, enhance the magical qualities of the things you're trying to do. So um, it's just another magical tool that you can make via knitting or crochet. I've seen it in all sorts of different ways. I'm sure you could do it weaving too. Yep, exactly. Sew fabric, make a little doll out of fabric, or Mm -hmm. people often see it as a voodoo doll out of wax where you put pins in it. That's kind of the classic pin cushion type thing. Sure. Yeah, and these can represent you. They can represent another person. It's a way to sort of project your magic Mm -hmm. in a totem that's sort of you. But that's a really great thing to do in a positive way. You can do positive magic that way. Yeah, right. I love that. Just like with anything, you could do good, you could do bad. Just because you hear the word voodoo doesn't mean that it's like, oh my gosh, you know, negative yeah. or anything. It's it's all dependent on the user, just like a pair of scissors. Like I said, it could be used to cut fabric and cut hair, or it could be used to stab someone to death if you really want to. Right in so. the eye. Yep. Right in the eye. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> because those fabric shears mm-hmm. are legit. Sharp. Yes. <laughs> I like how you popped your pee. Well, <laughs> that's how sharp they are. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, let's say you're not a, a fabric artist, crafter of that nature. You know, you can still do all sorts of handmade items, you know, traditional to do like holiday cards or that sort of thing. You know, get your little, uh, get some puns out. Or if you like to watercolor or any sort of art that way, it's a great um excuse you know to flex your skills there and show off a little bit um it's also fun to do like crowns holiday crowns whether it's you know like the um uh holly wreath or you know what have you very traditional at this time of year especially if you want to get extra fancy and put candles on there and then of course candles obviously are like a huge thing here like we said it's all about um the bringing back of the light. So maybe you want to even go so far as to make your own candle with maybe a nice beeswax or other natural fiber so that when you're done, you know, maybe you make one that's green and scented with cinnamon. And so when you burn it, it's all about bringing prosperity into your year. And you want that to be very grounding for you so that in the end, you can bury it all, you know, in your yard or wherever and um, make that stick with you all year without harming the earth in the process. So right. yeah. I think about candles. You can also take a candle that's already made like a seven day candle. You can buy at the mm. grocery store, oh, yeah. even though there's a paraffin, um, you can still take those candles. And on the outside of those clear candles, maybe you choose a color, but you can decorate the outside with a gold paint pen or a silver oh. paint pen with different decoration. You can put a teeny little bit of herbs, even the ground herbs from your kitchen cabinet, use very little, or a couple drops of oils or essential oils or magical oils in the inside and burn that for your intention. Mm -hmm. Those can be very powerful. You can also use natural, um, if you go, if you can find those seven day candles or other glass jarred candles that are um, out of a natural wax, like soy wax mm. or beeswax, there are beeswax seven day candles much better. And you can also use those in a very similar way when they're blank like that, you can modify them with your own herbs and oils. And that's a great thing to do. Mm-hmm. And these make not just things for you to make, but these are amazing gifts mm-hmm. because they are consumable because they're natural, because they're magical. Imagine getting a handmade gift from someone that has the intent. Perhaps you make a little card and you write on that little card with a gold paint pen, 
this candle was handmade for you to bring prosperity, luck, and expansion into your new year. Mm. Crafted by hand with love, James Divine. Like if you got that beautiful. in a beautiful box from me, mm. Katie, wouldn't you be happy with that? Oh my God, I would squeal. Yes. It'd be yes. delightful. <laughs> yeah. If I got a traveler's talisman scarf from Katie that was with a cute little, I'm all like, wink, wink. Yeah, right. I'm kidding. <laughs> but there, no. But if there was something like if she were to, if you went and listener and you went and got that pattern and knit the traveler's talismans, you know, mm-hmm. scarf for someone that, you know, is going to be traveling all year out of their yeah. favorite colors and gave that to them wrapped in beautiful tissue paper with little like sparkles. And it was, this is a traveler's talisman. Here's what this means. Here's what the colors represent for you. Mm. I hope you enjoy it. And then it brings you protection and open roads for your travels this coming year. Love Katie. Oh, yes. oh my gosh. Think of you every time that it's used. Ah, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like, Even just are- like hey, cookies, you know, it doesn't have to be something that takes forever, or, like no. a ton of skill. Although I would say that baking does take a lot of skill. I can't do it. But, yeah. um, but you know, I mean, it doesn't have to take hours and hours, you know, it can make someone happy. Bake someone happy. Yes. Yeah, you can go to Trader. <laughs> One of my favorite things to do is go to Trader Joe's and get that um, vanilla cake mix that's mm. in the box because it's relatively natural. It's really good. Add a little cardamom to it. Mm. Then you have a cardamom vanilla cake. Ooh. Oh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, secrets only, out. <laughs> it's only our secret with people listening to this podcast. And then you make a simple glaze for the top mm. with with um, powdered sugar, vanilla, and a little bit of cardamom on it also. And just glaze the top. Put that in some glassine paper, like your Martha Stewart or something, and take that to your neighbor. Yes. They will freak out. No mm. one will know it's not homemade, first of all. I mean, right. technically it is. <laughs> it was only cake mix semi, in the box, but it's yeah. semi homemade. <laughs> there you but go. It's got the cardamom and the vanilla. Mm-hmm. It's out of this world. It's like one of my most favorite combinations. Ooh, it's nuts, right? It's a great so idea. This is also something that you can do. If you want to go to the, co- the food co-op or to Whole Foods and find a natural vanilla cake mix and do something similar and it's a little more... Mm. Or how you just want to get Duncan Hines and do it that way. That's like whatever, whatever. you can afford. Well, so these are some cool and fun ideas, you know, mm-hmm. that you can do that are very easy. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure our listeners the- will have more advice for us after listening to this episode. Feel free to yeah. let us know. Mm-hmm. What are some of the what are some of the fun holiday crafts that are easy that you do? I mean, mm-hmm. I know that I have a friend that makes puppy chow, which is very easy. It's one of the easiest things to do, which I think is peanut butter. And I think you can do it. Um, I'm, I'm sensitive to peanut butter, but you can do it with um, um, sunflower, sunny butter and Mm. um, chocolate. And then you mix it with like life cereal and, um, and powdered sugar. And you kind of put that all together and you mix it. And you make a huge batch of it and then you dole it out in cute bags. Like the biggest oh, thing about yeah. holiday presents is like going to Target or somewhere and getting the cute bags 
Seriously. Or I recommend getting like the wax paper or some the little paper bags yeah. that are clear or something that are a little more biodegradable than the plastic. Mm. But in any case, you get that and you're giving puppy chow wrapped with a little, you know, bow or something like that. So cute. Just giving those little favors to the neighbors or whatever. Yes. Gee, that the thought of that with a little consumable is so meaningful. We would get um, treats like that from our neighbors, even like up until recently back at home. And I know my mom was always a big proponent of doing that as well. It's a great, you know, little, again, like peace offering for the time of year. And, oh, hi, good to see you still live here after the year, the last time I gave you these (laughs) last year, (laughs) you know? So how how can people um, make the most of your holiday offerings? We're getting a little bit later into December. How can people still enjoy the gift, uh, the gift, the gift of Jim this year. <laughs> <laughs> the gift of Jim. There's always gift cards. Mm, yes. So that is really the thing to do. If you want to give the gift of an experience rather than, and a consumable rather than a material and a tangible object, um, give a gift card. And I have those available on my website. And it's a really great thing to give for the new year. Here we are. It's already the winter solstice. It's already Yule. Mm. These are also available for last minute gifts. If you have been remiss, like I have in getting people gifts, you can go online and immediately those are sent to people in their email on whatever date you choose. Ah. Um, and they're also so I could buy it today and have it delivered on another day. It'll yeah. You buy it today Ooh. and then it's, you say what date you want it sent to the person's email. And then it shows up in their email on Christmas day or on Yuletide or whatever date you want. Smart. If you want to do new year, new you, Mm. that is an excellent thing to do is happy new year. Here's a palm reading for your new year. That's a great thing to do. Or here's a gift certificate for James Devine for the new year. That's a great thing to do too. Jeez. Yes. You spent all this time helping other people now invest some time in yourself with a nice reading. Great idea. What about you, Katie? How can people take advantage of your offerings? Well, similarly, if anyone's looking to do some holiday uh, knitting, I have lots of shorter projects like my uh, Mason Cozy covers that also go over like a 12 ounce can. I have some hats, uh, mittens, obviously, that are still great. You could do in a weekend. Um, And they're all on Ravelry or through my website, Light from Lantern. Um, Yeah. Or just enjoy the podcast (laughs) and... Hang out with us. That's, That's what right. we really love. Actually, that would be a great gift. The gift of just telling someone about our podcast who might like it. Future entertainment, they don't know they're missing out on. Help them out. That's right. <laughs> well, this has been so fun, Katie. Happy <laughs> Yuletide. Yes, you too. All right, everybody. Until next week, we'll see you later. Ciao. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. And don't forget, new episodes of Knit a Spell are conjured every Wednesday. Learn more at knitaspell.com and follow our Instagram page at knitaspell. If you have a quick second to support the show, feel free to drop us a review on iTunes or share this with a friend. Jim and I appreciate your support and look forward to seeing you next week.